Welcome back in and good to have you. The Bill Michael Show continuing on, hour number two. And for all of you on the network, man, you got to go back and listen to hour number one. Today is a very honest look at the Green Bay Packers and uh, and where they're at. And this offseason, I always say it's a very important offseason, but this is offseason has got a different feel to it. And I think it's uh, legitimately got a different feel to it. So we're going to uh, we'll, we'll readdress some things and kind of reset the show coming up here in a little bit. Joining us now uh, over on the hotline, though, to talk a little bit more about the debacle that we saw yesterday and maybe making some sense out of it, our guy Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. EB, what's going on, man? Holy cow. I got a lot going on this morning. You know, it's. Uh, I looked in the mirror and I, I said, I'm glad to know that father time isn't only coming for me. Right. You ever it that was, uh, no, I, I get it. I, it was really weird. Um, now that you say that it was sitting there last night, Mike Clemens and I were kind of talking about all the things that we've seen and we've been, Mike's been doing it longer than I have in, in green Bay, but since 1999, when I got here and it was the first year of Ray Rhodes and, you know, obviously things did not go well and, you know, far coming out of kind of the, the, the heydays of, uh, you know, 96 and such. And, and just so many things that we've seen, so many changes. And and uh, you sat there and watched that last night. And then you watched Bakhtiari leave and Mason Crosby leave. And then Rodgers and Cobb arm in arm. And and it it just, you thought, oh, boy, is are we watching the complete end of an era here? And after, what, 30-plus years of Hall of Fame quarterback play and only two Super Bowls to answer for it, um, man, uh, do you look at it as a really good time in Green Bay Packer football history or a time that is just completely littered along the wayside of disappointments and underachievement? Wow. Right out of the chute with the heavy question. There you um, go. Totally. I, 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 no way. No way. It, well, here's the deal. If you got up here in 99, <clears throat> you didn't live through the 80s, the early part of right. the 90s. You know, I grew up in, in Green Bay as a Packer fan, and, and, and that was, that was you know, some brutal times. You know, we were all excited about Bart Starr, and then it's Forrest Gregg, and Lindy and Fonte, here we go. You know, so it, it was a long time of, of mediocre and bad football and being kind of a joke. <clears throat> and uh, Ron Wolf, Bob Harlan, um, they brought in guys um, – Mike McCarthy or not uh, Mike Holmgren, they got Brett Favre, you know, and of course Aaron Rodgers and uh, that whole thing. <clears throat> the Packers are the Green Bay Packers, and they've been that way for. And they brought back the prominence, two Super Bowls, ten Super Bowls. I don't think it really matters. It matters is the fact that it's a respectable football town, and for people here, Green Bay Packers is more than just a you know a bandwagon sporting team this is mm-hmm. this is the lifeblood of this community and and i i like what you know i don't look back at it as, as a wasted opportunity or anything like that i think it's fantastic football was played here and there's probably going to be some more fantastic football played here in the very near future so let's talk about last night and uh, i offensively speaking what the hell was that uh why were the they forcing end arounds to alan lazard uh, especially on a chill Alaska fourth down play, which I couldn't understand. They were getting whipped in the trenches, both sides of the football for that matter. Uh, it seemed like the only thing that they, there was no rhythm to the offense. 
numerous times yesterday when Rodgers picked a guy to throw to it because he locked on him because I'm screaming in the press box almost. This guy's open. That's good. Tanyan was wide open. Watson was wide open a couple of times. I'm, I'm like, what are you doing? It just and normally Rodgers sees that kind of stuff and he didn't. And it seemed like they were just like dinking and dunking, trying to find something way downfield rather than taking again what the Lions were giving them. And, and and I it was just it was sporadic. There was no flow and function to the offense. No, there there really wasn't. And I hate to say this, but there, I mean, you know I've kind of hinted at this a couple times this year, and I've been very um, reluctant, I guess, to to publicly go out and, and say some things. But at, at this point in time, when you look at the the first drive, right? They had they had the pass interference call. That's the difference between a guy who's a high flying or you know Watson caught that ball. That's a high flying quarterback. There was a guy short yardage that was a for sure first down, right? Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of of that. And I, as like you were saying, there were a lot of times that the tight end is open in the low hole or the seam or the or, or doing a crossing route. There were wide receivers open and they could go to different spots. Or the ball didn't get. More importantly, the ball didn't get there in time or it was late or it was underthrown and some of those things. So the point that I'm going to make is sometimes when when the Grim Reaper comes and father time comes, when you're over 35, it can be fast and furious how fast he shows up at the front door. And quite frankly, some of those throws last night were the sign of a quarterback that's beyond his prime and on his way down. And, and, you know, the first drive that Josh Allen, name a, name a quarterback under 30, he's running for that pylon and he's going to dive and get that ball in there. Right. 39 year old Aaron Rodgers is going to pull up and try to dink it in and make a bad throw to the running back. 100%. I, I said twice now in the last three, twice in the last three years, when he's had an opportunity to take it in, he's chosen not to, and, and made and, bad and, plays. And 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 my argument has been, in the off season, this summer, this season is is really what the Green Bay Packers offense needs is for Aaron Rodgers to be less Aaron Rodgers of ten years ago. And more John Elway his last couple of years, at, when he when they were when they won those two Super Bowls at the end there. That's you know run the football, get under center. The only question, the only difference is in that Super Bowl, if that's Aaron Rodgers, is he diving for that end zone or like Elway did? Mm-hmm. It's a tough question to answer. I don't know, but last night that wasn't the case. So no. great quarterback, great guy, Hall of Famer. But at this point in his career, he needs to be less Aaron Rodgers MVP and more Aaron Rodgers game manager and use your wisdom and your smarts to make things happen. And when you're whipping the ball down the field, you're going to run into problems because he, he was, you know, he should have had two picks. You know, both yeah. of them were targets to Aaron Jones that were late. There's, the one was short in the end zone, and they got lucky there, and it got tipped away. And then the one that got called back because of a off a, a hands to the face was late. That ball should have been thrown right, you know, before that. It was a huge window there. He missed it because the Tunyon pass, twenty-five yard catch by Tunyon, that was short. The Watson one was short. How about 
overthrowing Lazard, throwing it at the ankles of uh, um, of Dobbs. Now Dobbs could have ran that pattern a little better. Probably wouldn't have been at his ankles, but some of that stuff is a sign of a guy. He's an aging quarterback, great quarterback, Hall of Famer, and no one likes to say anything bad for him. But man, he looked old last night. That's exactly what Mike and I were talking about on the way home. Exactly what we were talking about, that he just looked old. And I don't know if – and I've, I'll never forget the conversations that I've had with Wayne Larry and other guys that have covered great players. Sometimes great players still believe in their mind this is what they can do, and the refusal to adapt to be an older player comes to mind. And they want to talk about age. They want to talk about their career. They want to talk about the longevity. But they don't want to accept and adapt – to what their age and ability actually becomes. And maybe Rodgers is at that point. Maybe either one, he looks in the mirror and takes a really good hard look when he comes back and if he comes back next year. Uh, and if not, then, you know, maybe it is time to say, hey, Father Time grabbed you by the ankles far sooner than he did Tom Brady, and you, it's time for you to walk away. Yeah, I mean, it really, he's, he's got experience and knowledge where he can be he can still play exceptional football and win games for you. Um, But it's not put the team on his shoulders and run around and make a bunch of throws. Those days are gone. Now it's the time to be, you know, the old grizzly veteran who's going to run when he needs to. He's going to be safe with his body. He's going to make the right throws. Maybe not throw it 45 yards downfield and hope for it, you know, because either way you look at it, it's 50-50 either going to get catch it or get past interference, drop it or interception. Those are the only four outcomes. That's it. So you got a 50-50 throw. Why not throw that 7-yard out that's going to pick up the first down? That's mm-hmm. probably 90% chance cuz I mean that's a it's an easy throw for a guy of his caliber to make. Right. But that's not, you know, when you're a four-time MVP, you get to be a four-time MVP by throwing the ball downfield and making those plays. And that one throw the Dobbs that hit him in the hands, that was that was an MVP throw. Okay, right. He just dropped it, you know. So no, there's a I, here's lot there, and, and even the AJ Dillon it. drop. The, you know, Dobbs dropped one, Dillon dropped one. I mean, they're good throws. It's not like because he'll make four or five throws a game where he just flicks it, and you're like, wow, that's vintage Aaron Rodgers. The difference is vintage Aaron Rodgers isn't vintage Aaron Rodgers throughout an entire game. Right now, you're seeing Correct. the bits and pieces that makes you believe he's right there. But I think maybe what you're seeing is is that he's still hanging on, but he's not as good as he used to be. Right, and he used to be able to throw all kinds of crazy arm angles. He still can on occasion, but really needs to settle back down to playing fundamental quarterback football and throw the ball and deliver it the way it's supposed to be delivered instead of relying on his exceptional world-class arm talent that he had had when he was younger. I mean, not saying this guy's not a good quarterback or he's a bum. That's not the case. The case is, you know what, it's time to be a quarterback in the system and not be – the Green Bay Packers, because that's the way it has been. That's the way it has been for a long time. He carried that football team. And now he's got some younger guys around him that he can be. He can provide the wisdom. He can provide the wherewithal and, and be a really good game manager and make some of those really good throws and win football games and help him, you know, kind of be like that coach on the field. But, um, you know, he's got to accept that role. And until he does, this is what you're going to see, I think. Give me your thoughts on uh, – because I don't think that people are saying, well, the defense gave it away. No, the defense didn't give it away last night. It was a combination of many different things. Penalties, turnovers, 
you know, poor play in the red zone. Uh, obviously, you know, Quay Walker lost his control and composure. I mean, there, there's many things that, that happened in this game. It wasn't just one guy. So let's talk about the defensive side of the football. And did Joe Barry, in your opinion, would you keep him, yes or no? No. I wouldn't either. I, I, unequivocally, no. Move on. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't either. It's time to let him go. So you tell me, because I think, and I said at the beginning of the show, I think Brian Gutekinds is going to sit down with Mark Murphy, and he's going to say, look, I believe I picked better players. I believe this team has talent. I believe that we've done a lot of things right. I get the sense that, and, and Mike and I talked about this last night, but um, even Mike said he gets the sense that, you know, Murphy, before he retires and walks away, he really wants this group that he's with right now. One more. you got to get one more title before he walks away. So I'm kind of hoping uh, Rodgers does come back and buys in and such. But give me your thoughts, because uh, Gudikins is going to say there's good players on this team, and I believe that. So what do they need to do now that we start to stare down the barrel of the offseason? Well, <clears throat> they need to ask themselves a lot of really hard questions. And... Um, the old adage of getting rid of, you know, they get rid of a player sometimes a year earlier than a year too late. Um, and they got to look at, at their roster and decide who are guys that they can count on for 17 weeks and who are guys that maybe are dragging the team down because of the fact that they can't be there, they can't practice all of those things and, and get some fresh blood around the core talent because you're right, I believe there's some talented players there. I also believe that they have some holes on the coaching staff, um, defensive side of the ball, um, the coordinator spot there. I mean, Montgomery, I think I like him as a D as a D line coach. I think he's pretty good. I think when I look at the offensive side of the ball, there are some things that happened there. They lost two good offensive coaches and they moved a mm -hmm. coach. The offensive line for the last three years, it didn't matter who you played. You, they inserted players and they were, they were exceptional. Um, this season, new offensive line coach didn't look that way, at least not to me. It looked like they were conjointed, and it, and it looked like that last night, like they were taking poor angles, and, and, and the Lions were, were having, you know, the front was moving, you know, so they were, they were slanting a lot of times. They were playing more goal defenses, and the Packers didn't have, they didn't have it. Uh, able, their, their angles were poor. Um, you know, you got a tight end that's, you know, he's 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 up there in age too, and couldn't couldn't make some of the blocks that he needed to last night. Um, so, I, you know, it's it's more than just Rodgers. It's there's a, there's some guys that you, you you know you love and you, but it's a young man's game, and it's time to move on from some older folks. Uh, and it's probably time to take a good hard look at that coaching staff and find out why some of the things happened especially offensively, and if it's a coach, it has to be dealt with. It can't be just, well, we'll do better next time. It's got to be dealt with right. swiftly and quickly. Eric, it's been a hell of a season, man, and I'm sure we're going to touch base again. Uh, but, uh, boy, oh, boy, what a, what a way this whole thing, uh, the, the lead balloon just completely deflated last night because I, I had a bad feeling about this game, but uh, there was a lot of people that were really thinking this was in the bag and we would be off to San Francisco next week and not going to happen. But appreciate all your efforts, man. Hey, Mr. Michaels, thank you so much for having me on your show. It's it's a pleasure every week to, to share some time with you guys. And uh, thank you again. And uh, uh, we're going to go into a little bit more deep depth into our uh, After Further Review podcast 
about, about some of the things, yeah. but I am really grateful for the time that to share with you on the air every week. And, uh, It'll be it'll be sad next Monday when I'm just listening. So, hope you guys have a great week, and uh, let's we can hopefully we can hook up in the off season and talk about some football too. Yep, no doubt about it. Shoot us uh, shoot us the link to the podcast, and we'll when you guys put it up, we'll uh, we'll post the hell out of it. Okay. All right. Thank you. Have right, a buddy. great one. Talk Thanks to you soon. Again. Yeah, you too. There you go, Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press Gazette. And uh, think about this. Think about this. Last night, okay. Uh, and I'm going to run through this real quick because I know we're late for a break, but I want you to take a listen to this, okay? 17 of 27, 205 yards, a touchdown, a pick, sack twice, and a quarterback rating of 83.1. That's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Jones, 12 carries, 48 yards, 4 yards per carry. Kenny Clark, one tackle. Jair Alexander, three tackles. Do you know what I'm getting at? Do you have an idea? Preston Smith, one tackle. That's almost $100 million. Didn't know I was going there, did you? That's almost $100 million. And that's all you got for your money. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. This time of year, coming out of the holidays and such, starting to gear up for 2023, you're thinking to yourself, man, I need to look better, feel better, need more energy. If you're suffering from something else in the bedroom, they can help out as well. That's New Mail Medical. All you got to do is call 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. That's New Mail Medical Center. And whether it's ED or maybe low T, if you're feeling kind of moody and sluggish and just kind of dragging, you know, and you can't figure out why, and you're sitting on the couch, and you're like, I don't even have the energy to get up and go have energy. Uh, It could be low T. It could be kind of the ebb and flow if you're over the age of 30. And then you start to look at the all-in-one weight loss program as you think to yourself, holy crap, T-shirt season's right around the corner. And in six months, it's going to be hot and warm. That's too long to wait. So you might as well start doing it now. Uh, I don't necessarily get into the whole New, Year, New Year's resolution thing, but start thinking about it. 414-455-4451. Uh, the doctor's over there. And that's for anywhere, by the way, in the United States. Call that number, and they can get you the hookup. But uh, get a hold of the docs over there. Doctors. Uh, it's not just people you go to, like receptionists or something. You go over and see the doctors, and, uh, and they check all your numbers and go through the whole kind of, you know, you know, numbers of your body, so to speak. And they'll tell you, this is what you're lacking. This is what you have maybe too much of. This is what you could use. And it puts you on the right path. You just look better and feel better. So get a hold of our friends over at New Mel Medical, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. That is the New Mel Medical Center. Again, 414-455-4451. All right, let's get to uh, the phone calls. Let's go to our buddy John listening to us in Atlanta. John, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? 
Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, were you not watching that game last night kind of feeling like what Denny Green said? They are who we thought they were, right, honestly? Yeah. Okay, so to me, as, as, as Monday comes and goes, to me I see too many silver linings to be that, uh, that upset because we know it's been a broken team. It's been a broken team all year. So let's mm-hmm. say you squeeze a win yesterday and everybody's happy and it's a great Monday, and then you just get boat, boat raced by Shanahan again. I can't go through another boat racing by, the Shan- by Shanahan. You know, that, that exactly what would happen next week. And I, I'm actually, again, massive silver lining. We're not having the floor go up against Shanahan again because we, we know it would have happened. So there's the big silver lining. But also, like I said, it's a, it's a broken team. And to me, yesterday's loss, hopefully we get the right changes. Because if we would have won yesterday, Barry stays. LeFleur keeps doing his thing. Rogers, I think it's a rinse and repeat next year. And to me, yesterday's loss, hopefully – you know, make as organizationally something gets done to fix what's broken. Something's massively broken. Because we know the floor, he's not a big game coach. That's becoming super apparent. And then Rodgers, much as we all love him, he's not a big game quarterback anymore. And that's a bad combo. No. You're not going to get anywhere with, yeah. with those two guys. The biggest guys in your team are both not big, big game players or coaches. That's what's broken. So to me, super silver lining. Let's, let's make a change. Not, the floor's here. We know that. Rodgers, I'm sure, 50 mil, he'll be back. Um, but maybe some tweaks because there's something seriously broken. And to me, the only way you start fixing things in games like yesterday where you just get hitting them, hitting them out, that's another thing. They're a team that for the last dozen years, once they get hitting them out, they'd ever respond. But there's, there's something broken right. too. So something has to change, and I think losses hopefully get that right change. You know? So to me, too many silver linings to be out of it. They are who we thought they were. No big deal. All right, bud. Appreciate it, man. He drops off. You get on board, 877-867-1670. The one thing I will disagree with is when you say, you know, Barry, had they won, he would have stayed. No, not necessarily, because you just said they would have gotten boat raced by Shanahan. So if you make it to the postseason only to watch your defense completely get boat raced, chances are you're not back. Changes will have to be made. Uh, I personally... Uh, I watched this defense and their energy level and such pick up in the fourth quarter of the Bears game, and they played with more tenacity. They played more together. The The defense, they had a couple of stupid penalties, uh, and I agree with that. But it wasn't, you know, for the people that wanted to point out Joe Barry yesterday, it wasn't all Joe Barry. That defense played with a different tenacity. They played pretty well. The long, they usually give up one long drive a game where they allow a team to get into a rhythm, and, and they did. They gave that up. But overall, it it wasn't it, it wasn't a Joe Barry got blown out of the building type of game. Uh, if anything, it was the defense was used far too much yesterday because the offense, much like the caller said, was inept. You know, and 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 for for the game in which the Packers actually won the time of possession, I think by like about five minutes. Uh, in in the second half of that ball game, they just they didn't get the job done. Their offense. I, like I said, it just it, it it was it was herky jerky. It was there was no rhyme or reason to it. You know, it, it just never got into a rhythm. And you know, the defense committing some stupid penalties and and getting you know kind of beat at the end there and giving it up. Yeah, you know what? I get it, I understand it. Um, but if they go out to, I'll say this: I don't necessarily think they get boat raced if they go because that's that's what everybody was saying last night. Well, at least we're not in the postseason and we get embarrassed by San Francisco. I don't think they get embarrassed. But to me, and I, I said it, it last week, this is not about the defense. This is about the offense. That offense is bad. It's bad. It that offense. 
takes on the same demeanor as its quarterback. Do you notice that? Defense is out there waving their arms, flinging towels when the offense is on the field. They're waving the towels on the sideline. They're getting people up, you know. And the offense with, with Aaron Rodgers, he walks out. He's methodical. Not a whole lot of energy or emotion. Stands away from the huddle. You know, um, I saw him coming off the field a couple of times after frustrating series. LaFleur is kind of talking to him. He's got his head turned, not even looking at the head coach. He's looking at the the, the scoreboard, but he's walking off, snapping his, his helmet and kind of looking away. Now, I'm not saying it's all Rodgers, but I'm saying that there's just, you know, there's something innately wrong offensively with this team. That just that just is. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's go to Eric from Green Bay. Eric, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Too much, man. Thanks for taking my call, Bill. Appreciate it. What's hey, up? Uh, I, something is wrong with this offense, and I think you can start with the coach. I mean, you you hear you you move Nathaniel Hackett goes and you take Stenovich and move him to an honorary offensive coordinator position. You shouldn't have removed him from the from the line coach, in my opinion, to do what? He's not calling plays. I mean, LaFleur's calling the plays, and you've got a coach here who has the best up-tempo uh, play-action quarterback possibly in the history of the game who absolutely refuses to go up-tempo and use play-action. He has taken those two arrows out of Aaron Rodgers' quiver. I think it's absolutely ludicrous. Even in the game last night, he went actually went to up-tempo for like two, three plays, and it worked. Then we're back to huddling every single play mm-hmm. and shotgun four wide. The closer he gets to the red zone, the more he doesn't use play action, and the handful of times this year he has, it's scored. It's like, what is yeah. it that you're not seeing here, LaFleur? He is just insistent on jamming his RPO crud down everybody's throat. It's like he's missing the obvious. And, you know, Rodgers made some throws last night that a couple, you know, he missed a couple, maybe missed a couple of receivers. But, man, with all those drops and Aaron Jones putting the ball on the ground again, and, and there was a stat that flashed. He's number five. Jones is number five in the league for putting the ball on the ground, and he shares duty with another guy. So that ain't good. You know, but I think that the main thing is LaFleur's absolute obstinance is absolutely obstinate on and refuses to use play action. They should be leaning on play action hard. They should be letting, letting Rodgers get up to the line, do the hurry up stuff that Rodgers was a, a menace at that. Get, get yep. up to the line, you know, and, and just wear the other team out. Heck, this team doesn't even know what to do anymore when Rodgers gets a free play. Got a free play mm-hmm. last night. Dude, the receivers know what to do. Yeah, they kind of looked you know, at him. Yeah, they, they're not getting open. Rodgers got hit earlier in the year on he got a free play and he got nailed. It's like, what, right. what do you guys think? And that's all coaching, man. I, I'm not a LaFleur guy. And uh, I'll tell you what, you know, I, I agree with you fully that uh, Goody needs to call both those dudes, you know, LaFleur and, and, and LaFleur with Barry sitting there on the side and saying, hey, listen, man. Uh, I'm not happy with either of your performance. And, uh, you know, you're a great cheerleader, you know, while you should be having your offense all together on the, on the sideline 
working with them, figuring out what's going on. Instead, you're trying to get everybody to make noise for the defense. It's like defense should be good enough that they don't really have to rely on noise. And then, mm-hmm. what are you doing, dude? What are you doing? Right. Just this rookie nonsense, man. And if you look at LaFleur's record, I mean, what made him so great? I mean, when he was at Atlanta, they choked hard in the Super Bowl. I mean, he gagged on it big time. Right. He, he yep. didn't really do nothing at t- Tennessee. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. why is this guy so great? Why is he a I mean, He's untouchable because they extended well, him. Well, Eric, appreciate the phone call. He took a team that was awful and got them to 13 wins the very next season, which opened a lot of eyes and and – you know, there was a creativity there. There was a command there. There was a feel there. And then obviously it faltered. And you thought, okay, it's a building season for him. And then the very next year you win another 13 games and you bow out again. And then the same thing happens in, in year three. Uh, and that bought him a lot of credibility. But I, the, 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 the eerie, eerie thing that is now similar in all of these games is when a, a, character moment happens when you face adversity and usually it's a turnover this team has then cowered and wilted away and they did it again you know you get things rolling you're moving and you you wilt away and that's been the most disappointing thing under Matt LaFleur is that is he the guy really to lead you beyond the character of being able to face adversity and get a win in the biggest moment? Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is coming up. We're going to get back to your phone calls coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Here's a blitz. Can Rodgers beat it? Big ball downfield, and it is intercepted by Kirby Joseph. Joseph out of bounds around the 45. He's got Rodgers for the third time, and the Packers are in major trouble. A lot of opportunities that we let let go away. You know, obviously the first drive was a good drive, and I think we had four drives inside their territory and just didn't come up with enough points, didn't convert on third down. Welcome back. Didn't come up with enough points is an understatement. Uh, weren't able to convert on third down. Uh, allowed wasted opportunities in the red zone. Uh, turnovers, uh, you, you can go through the whole list. It wasn't just the offense. The defense in crucial moments did not do their part. It was, um, the best I can say, it was a mediocre failure by a team that, for the most part, played sub-mediocre football for the majority of the season. The last four or five games, really solid. The one thing I'll say, and, and this goes back to what Aaron Rodgers had said, and, and um, I, I brought this last night, and this is really something that stuck with me, okay? Uh, right after the Vikings game, and I want to read you this. After the Vikings game, okay, Aaron Rodgers said, and I quote, I was going to go down scrapping for sure. I do believe in the power of manifestation and the power of momentum. The fact that we came back from 4-8 and eight and put ourselves in this position to make the playoffs is pretty special. Definitely not many of you people, there you go, always got to point the finger, believe that we'd be sitting here at 8-8 eight and eight and control our own destiny going into week 18. That's pretty special. Here we go. We've all seen the commentary outside. 
as we went from four and eight to five and eight to six and eight, and nobody's worried about the Packers and blah, 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 blah. Uh, now what are you going to say? What we're going to say is the exact same thing we've said the last couple of years. You underperformed in the biggest moment. You, you Now what are we going to say? What I'm going to say is you didn't win anything. You came in third in your division. You missed the playoffs. You don't pontificate and put yourself on a pedestal when you're not there. You, you're not there. And it just, it wasn't there all season. I, 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 there's so many things you can go to and say, this was bad. And you could, you know, it's kind of like in years past when we said, I don't have a good feeling about this. And, ah, don't worry about it. Ah, this is great. Ah, this. And it's like you can't ignore the blemishes that don't go away. You know, you can't ignore that. You can't ignore the obstinance to keep running Amari Rodgers out there when you've got Keyshawn Nixon on your team. You can't ignore second and five, third and ten, and you've got defensive backs being told to play soft coverage and dropping 12 to 15 yards back. You can't ignore that. You can't ignore you losing in the trenches consistently. You can't ignore an offense that just never got on pace. You can't ignore Cobby will coach him up. You can't ignore your head coach saying, this is a business trip. I'm worried about this. we got to keep our focus. And then your leader of your team saying, can't wait to get over there. Can't wait to hang out with the people. Can't wait to go to pubs. You can't ignore all of the, the, the blemishes that were there for everybody to see and then say, I can't believe they're not, not in the postseason because we saw it all coming. Like I said, you can't unsee certain things. And I'll be honest with you, there's something that you can't ignore either. You can't ignore the overall top-to-bottom tenacity of a team like Detroit who came in with the verve and the vigor to basically kick your ass. They looked at it as, this is a street fight, and we're not walking out of this alley unless we're a winner. And you looked at it as, we lost to a team like that? Almost in a condescending, looking down upon them, non-respectful way hell yeah if i'm a a detroit lion and i keep hearing that over and over again i'm coming to punch you in the mouth you haven't had the we're going to punch you in the mouth spirit in a long time as a whole your defense did it last week against minnesota but the offense has been inept for a while and it starts in the trenches as much as we want to put this on rogers it starts in the trenches And if I'm an offensive lineman and my quarterback's holding the ball too long, I'm not taking the heat for that. I'm going to look at these offensive films and say, why are you not taking the guy that's on the underneath pattern wide open so we can pick up a first down and continue to grind it out? Why are we going to shotgun and first and goal? Why don't you have faith in us? Why don't you have that ability to be able to say, we're just going to run it in? Why do you continuously, we all know Aaron Jones is one of the best weapons the Packers have. Why do you continuously pull him out of the game in some of the biggest moments? 
Why? Why do you not go up-tempo? Why do you not change things up? Why can you not get into a rhythm? Is it in the trenches, or is it the quarterback, or is it the head coach and ENF play calling? Do we miss Nathaniel Hackett and Luke Getzey that much? Because if so, then LaFleur needs to go, and Hackett should come back and be the head coach. All of those things are legitimate questions. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Uh, let's do this. Let's go to John in Virginia. John, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Hey, Bill. How you, how you doing, man? I uh, love the show, man. Uh, you know, uh, just um, a lot of the stuff you're saying is, makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, but at the same time, I mean, we have so many problems on this team that it's not even funny. I mean, we got, you, I mean like you were saying, hit the short guys on the open. These guys drop the ball. I mean, I've never seen receivers drop the ball more in my life. You know, wide open, even last night, dropping the ball again. Um, and then Aaron Jones, I mean, fumbling the ball. I mean, that right there, that takes points off the board. I mean, who's to say we couldn't have got in for a touchdown there? And then we right. give the ball to Detroit. You know, they go down to get points off that turnover. Um, he yep. had a big fumble. I don't know if anybody remembers. The week, what, uh, was it week three against Tampa? Week two against Tampa? At the goal line, it could have cost us a game. Um, and then, like you said, about the defense. You got, last night, the last play of the game, you got – well, it's a fourth and three, and you got the defenders playing seven yards off the line of scrimmage. I mean, right. how do you expect them to defend that? And it's just amazing me, to me because, I mean, these guys are professional coaches, right? They know obviously more than you and I do. So what are they seeing that we're not? Or what are we seeing that they're not? You know right, what I mean? exactly. Yep. Yep, completely so it's just agree. It's yep. just uh, no, 100%. A lot of, uh, you know, things like, I mean, the, the drops are brutal. I mean, Romeo Dobbs, that's a touchdown right there. He catches that ball going down the sideline. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't, I don't get it, you know. And it's a first so, down if Aaron, or if uh, A.J. Dillon catches the pass. It's a first down. 100% agree. Aaron Rodgers, by the way, you bring up a good point. Aaron Rodgers on the season had the fourth most drops in the National Football League. Uh, Josh Allen, Trevor Lawrence tied for first. Tom Brady was second. Jared Goff was third. Uh, excuse me, fifth. Daniel Jones and Russell Wilson had the fourth most drops in the National Football League, and Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and Justin Herbert all right behind them. The difference is Josh Allen is in the postseason. Tom Brady, even though reluctantly, is in the postseason. Jared Goff just beat your ass. Um, And Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert are in the postseason. Aaron Rodgers is not. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers lose to the Lions 20-16 in front of over 78,000 fans. Green Bay led at the half but gave up a pair of touchdowns to Detroit in the second half. For the third year in a row, the Packers' season ends at Lambeau Field. Despite going into the game as the favorites, Packers' safety Adrian Amos. It's just about executing whether you home away. You got to go out there and execute. This is, you know, kind of playoff football when you lose a takeaway battle. And um, you make mistakes, you lose. For the second time this season, Packers rookie linebacker Quay Walker was flagged for unsportsmanlike conduct and was ejected from the game. Three plays later, the Lions' Jamal Williams was able to score his second touchdown of the night to take back the lead, Matt LaFleur. That is unacceptable. I've got 
a much higher standard for our players than to do silly things like that. I mean, we've had a guy get ejected twice. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen that in my career. The Lions finish with a record of 9-8, and eight, their first winning season in five years. But because of a tiebreaker, the Seahawks will advance to the playoffs. Lions head coach Dan Campbell. If you got to go down that one, if it's the last one for the season, then, man, uh, what better way to go out? Than, than that for 2022. And at 8-9, and nine, the Packers finished with their first losing season in four years under Matt LaFleur. After the game, quarterback Aaron Rodgers said he needs time to decide whether to return for a 19th NFL season. Do I want to go back and gear up for another grind? Or is it time? Is it time to step away? Is it time for another voice to be leading this team? I think I need to get away and and contemplate those things. That's Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. Hey, did you check out our friends at Cunis RV? They are at the RV show. And if you are looking for uh, the best of the best of the new models, all the new makes, everything, and in a warm climate, (laughs) stop out to the RV show, Wisconsin's fastest growing RV dealer. That is Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. That is CunisRV.com. I cannot wait for the unveiling of the 2023 Big Unit Cruiser. Compliments of our friends at Cunis. I can't wait. I've heard a couple of rumors. Got a couple of months to go, but uh, baby, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Cannot wait. 877-867-1670. Got to get to our buddy Gerard while we got a couple of minutes here at the top of the hour. Gerard listening to us in Delaware. Gerard, how you doing? How you feeling today? Hey, Bill, I'm feeling good. Thanks. I'll talk as fast as I can. Uh, Mr. Philosophical is not going to turn into uh, uh, Peyton Manning when he went to uh, Denver. He's not going to do this. Okay? He's not going to change. He's got, like Eric Branchek said, he's getting older. He's not going to do these things, okay? Because he thinks he's the smartest guy he's always had. I'm not, look, I don't like LaFleur. I don't like any of the coaches, okay, on there. But let me tell you this. This guy's been in more big games. I just watched the Bear Championship game the other day. He stank. He's 55%. He was bad against Seattle, bad against the 49ers. He was bad against all these teams in big games. Okay? He hasn't won in 12 years. What is everybody so – I mean, give me a break with him. He's the most talented guy I've ever seen, no doubt about it. But he doesn't perform in the big games except for the Super Bowl, and he had four great wide receivers. Okay, Mm -hmm. let's let's look at that. Okay, now look, you said wait a month. Okay, a month from when? Yesterday or a month after the Super Bowl? I'm not going to wait no month after the Super Bowl. No, a month from yesterday. A month from yesterday. You know – and you're talking about playing off of guys. Fourth and two, Alexander's five or six yards off the guy. Mm-hmm. And they, I mean, well, are they kidding me with this stuff? So this is this is my point. He doesn't have the killer instinct of Brady, and he doesn't have the want, the real want that Peyton Manning had to change his whole game. When he, and knew he couldn't throw the ball deep. And knew he couldn't do this stuff anymore. And he went to a dinky dunk and they built a real good defense in Denver. And they did it that way. But he can't do that. He can't. And anybody that thinks that LaFleur is totally calling all the plays and doing all this stuff, they couldn't be more wrong. This guy... I, I look, No, I agree. I think there is a, a combination of the two that has uh, has failed. But there is this... You have to be willing to say I can change and adapt my game for the best and uh, for the best scenario. 
And I don't think they did that all season long. All season long. Stay tuned. we got two hours down, two more to go. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.